What's up, everybody? Welcome to Frame Skip, episode 140. I am the best stash in the business, Seth Slykehouse, joined as always by the voice of the South, Austin Eller. Best stash and the best ass. Can I just say that? (laughs) It's natural. (laughs) All (laughs) glutes. And also. By the Patriot himself, George Loftus. Don't call me that. My team fucking sucks. I don't want to be the Patriot anymore. <laughs> oh, you're not. You're not rocking the Mel Gibson thing. Oh, I was thinking the New England Patriots, who are. Yeah, uh, I was uh, too. Who are two and eight? Uh, no, I love the Patriot. I saw the Patriot in theaters in '97, '98 when it came out. That movie fucking rips still. Nice dude. Yeah, he melting toy soldiers, making musket balls. Yeah, killing Jason Isaacs great what a movie yeah yeah Mel Gibson was 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 hammered it out in the 90s and then he had some things happen and just fell off he didn't have some things happen he he made some things happen some unfortunate some unfortunate coincidences you know yeah I don't know like maybe being a maybe being a holocaust yeah maybe just being a holocaust denier is a bad thing thank you Mel Gibson for for proving that for everyone <laughs> he proved what we, you should not do in modern can society. We, can, can we say can we say right now that uh Frameskip's official position is that the Holocaust did in fact happen? Yes. Didn't? Did. Oh, did. Hold, hold on. Hold on. He <laughs> said did. I did not say didn't. <laughs> that's not even a, that's not even a funny joke. No, I I said did in fact happen. Yes. I don't think I think I think every time you bring it up that there's people that don't believe it. You give more power to that theory, right? Like, <laughs> because it's it's sort of like the flat Earth thing, where I'm 100 percent positive. Like, I, I I'm so sure that flat Earth started as like a joke. Yeah. And then like you you get these idiots who hear about it and they're like, you know what? He's kind of making that sense. Sounds kind of real. Homie's cooking with gas. Yeah, we should listen <laughs> to what he has to say. Dude, I had to deal with that too. I love the Boston Celtics. They had Kyrie Irving. Who is a flat earther. And you know how hard it is to like defend your team? Who's yes. just like ripping it through the league. And it's just like, oh, but like yeah, but your best player like thinks the earth is flat. I'm like, yeah, well, he he does. Yep, you're right about that. I don't have a comeback. <laughs> but we're we're top of the east. So what the fuck you want me to say? We're running the Atlantic Conference. Dude, it's like I don't even when when I hear people like have these flat earth like conventions and whatnot i like i don't even know what to think about it i'm like you guys are voters they're all yeah. like middle-aged like you guys make decisions and drive cars uh this is this is something i host pub trivia at like a local sports bar now and my rule is i ask the same question every week until every team answers it correctly and only then will i take it off but the question I ask every week, and I always tell everyone, it's like, yeah, if you're old enough to be in here at this time playing this game, you're you're old enough to vote. So you should probably know at what temperature Fahrenheit water boils. So Austin, at what temperature Fahrenheit does water boil? Seth, at what temperature Fahrenheit does water boil? Two twelve. Like pretty close. Two twelve. Okay. What is your guess, Seth? Three sixty. Austin is smarter than Seth. It is, in fact, 212 degrees. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Water does boil at 360 degrees Fahrenheit, does it not? 
Yeah, it keeps boiling. Technically, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking can't with you people sometimes. God. I'm just saying, man. Uh, uh, look, I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you facts. But look, George, so, I just gotta is say, not boiling at 360. I just gotta say, the only reason I am aware of that fact is because I'm well studied, and because our our kettle in the kitchen is temperature adjustable, and the maximum is 212 on it. So, okay, that's that's why I know that. Hey, man, any port in a storm doesn't matter maximum? why you know. Yeah, because you so can't. You, it doesn't want to push it past water? boiling point. The maximum is to like shouldn't that be like the minimum? No. Because Don't you need boiling water to make tea? No. No. Depends on the type oh. of tea. For darker teas, you want a higher temperature. For lighter teas, like a chamomile oh. or something, you want and, like oh, 60. Lord. And for oh. coffee, which is what we use it for a lot, you want it at two hundred exactly. You do oh, not want really? it to be boiling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, I, fuck I, you. <laughs> 200 exactly yes. well done because i remember hearing about that court case where that woman like spilled coffee on her in a driveway and then it's just like well she ordered coffee she should have known it was supposed to be hot and then uh i remember like making fun of that and then my yeah girl, we all did my girlfriend was in law school and she was like reading that case i was like oh that fucking idiot who ordered you know hot coffee and was surprised at how hot it was and she's like she's like it was like 350 degrees i'm like oh that's too hot was it not boiling that's way that's way too hot no i think the problem was that it was boiling well yeah and then they mcdonald's play like a giant smear campaign towards her to like make her look like an idiot and but it turned out that like they knew about this issue for a long time and like yeah it it was it was like kind of a a messed up story looking back on it fun fact the reason uh their mcflurry machines never work is because they spent all that money on the smear campaign that makes sense that makes sense that can't be a true fact. That's a conspiracy I theory I could get behind. No, I'm just drunk enough to uh, sound convincing when I make a bullshit argument. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's did just get sued for their McFlurry machines. There was like a McFlurry fixing company that they they tried to sue. Get sued by yeah, there's everyone was like giving Joe Biden shit because like he said that he wanted to take on um, like junk fees associated with concert tickets and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're the president. Why are you debasing yourself talking about this bullshit, trivial bullshit that doesn't matter? I'm like, one, I'm like, man, I would love to go to a concert and just like pay the price that's advertised as opposed to the price I pay once I try to check out. That'd be fucking sick, actually. Like, what if it actually costs $60 to see a band instead of $110 with all these convenience fees and additional arbitrage whatever but like man what if he took on mcflurry machines next what what a what a dub for for joey b right i think that should be his platform next year maybe it's like hey we're gonna get every mcflurry machine back in operation if you i think that would get a lot of trump voters remember when trump hosted like the collegiate athletes or whatever and he had like that catered meal that was just a hundred quarter pounders yeah (laughs) i mean hey (laughs) that's pretty sweet (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I got I got something to say because I had a Big Mac right before the show today, right? Yeah. And Mc, McDonald's shredded lettuce is just not okay. Like, don't give me a you know quadruple layered sandwich with shredded lettuce on it because I'm I'm no matter how you eat it, you're making a mess everywhere. And why can't it just be one piece of lettuce? You know why? Why has it got to be a hundred pieces of lettuce? I like yeah, I. I I prefer the shreddy personally. I think the bigger problem with McDonald's, this, there's something up with their buns to the point where they actually announced that they were going to change their bun recipe yeah. last year. Yeah. 
I haven't seen it at my local McDonald's. I also haven't been in recently because I don't like McDonald's strictly because of their buns. I just can't fucking do it. Their buns are like too toasty and too plasticky. And then you take a bite. And like, I think this is the problem you're talking about. You take a bite into it and then it displaces all the lettuce on the sandwich yes. and spreads it, spreads it out. And like, it's just not soft enough where like you, it shouldn't move the shit. Like it shouldn't push the sauce, which then pushes the lettuce elsewhere and then makes it so it's not concentric circle on top of concentric circle on top of concentric like yes. it just it throws everything out of alignment i agree i mean it, it's just it, it's, it's a mess and, and you threw 400 pieces of lettuce on there and i'm just i'm picking up little bits of lettuce everywhere all over myself in the cracks of my couch fucking veggie confetti over here yeah, yeah i even try holding up, like, a little box underneath the, the the burger i'm trying you know trying to like 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 catch it like, like i'm playing a sport you know but it doesn't I can't I can't get it. It's not there. It's like you're playing a brick breaker except the stuff's yeah. just dropping down and you've gotta Yeah, you know, make sure it's it's landing where it needs to go. Can Honestly, a, it's my nightmare. It's it's my worst nightmare. I'm doing this in my dreams. Can I make a confession to you guys? And I'm only doing yeah. this because I know respectfully my girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast. Okay. I think the saddest thing I do is like, you know, there's no fast food in my town. There's only fast food in the town over. And that's where like the big grocery store is. So I like, you know, Fridays or Saturdays or whatever. I'm like, oh, hey, I'll go over to this town, do some grocery shopping. Uh, you want me to bring you something back like Taco Bell or, or McDonald's or something? She's always like, yeah, sure. The saddest I've ever felt in my entire life is the fat piece of shit that I am where I get like an extra sandwich just for the car ride. And then I immediately like pull over in the parking lot after getting it from the drive through. And then I eat it like a fucking goblin under a bridge and then try to like hide the wrapper somewhere in my car. So she has no idea that I just had like an additional 400 calories for no fucking reason. But just like sitting there, it, like I just, I look so pathetic. I look so sad. It's delicious and I'm going to keep doing it, but I don't feel good about it. I like it. I like it. I uh, frankly, I think you should feel really good about it. Hey, you you work hard for your money, George. Yeah. You do. You get your extra sandwich. All right. You, you deserve you, that. You could eat that you, lettuce. You, you spend your four fifty the way you see fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You get that. Anyway, this is a, a nerd conversation of of importance every week. I don't know where uh, we're other at. importance. Other um, importance. Austin, why, why don't you tell us what you've been up to this past week? Uh, you know what? You know what, Seth? I'm going to do that. And yeah. can I just say I've been up to a lot for once. I feel like this past month I've been on a roll, maybe a little too much on a roll. You know, last time I mentioned that I platinum Spider-Man 2 within the span of like seven days, which was maybe a little too much, maybe a little too much. That's great, though. But I've kind of slowed down, I've kind of slowed down, but there is still a lot going on, you know, a lot to lot to watch. I've watched Loki season two. Finish that. Amazing. Oh, really? Very, very good. Very, very are good. Are you caught up on all MCU TV at this point? I am. I am. Okay. I, I skipped Secret Invasion. I haven't watched that Don't yet. Don't watch it. I'm going to. I'm Don't. going to because there, there was a sequel <laughs> comic series that came out this year, and I actually thought it was pretty decent for being a five issue. Yeah. Like anniversary event series. I didn't I didn't love it, but I thought it was better than I was expecting. Yeah. And so I do want to check out the series, but like, man, it just looks like they fucking rise of the silver surfer, that ending. I saw clips and I'm just yes. like, well, this did like, this didn't work 15 years ago. Why do we think it's going to work now? But whatever, it's fine. That is probably uh, the worst thing that they have released post end game. I, I, I would have to sit there and really think hard about like pre end game stuff com by comparison, but 
It's it's yeah. awful. <laughs> you guys remember this time last year when they released was it Werewolf by Night? Yeah, like that black and yeah. that black and white like one Loved shot hour long special. Yeah, do more shit like that. That's cool. Yep. Um. You got. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I, it, the thing, is, and I don't want to go off on this tangent because this is way off topic. But Secret Invasion, the thing that killed me is like that. That could have been a massive like Avengers movie level event, and they it is relegated to such nonsense, like such low level nonsense that it just did not work for me. Plus, like you said, George, the the ending is like sheer just early two thousand CGI, and it is not good. So. Um, anyway, Loki season two, man, speaking of things that are actually good, probably the best thing, uh, post end game for me, I, I absolutely adored it. The finale sets up some amazing things. It's, it, it does make me feel a little sad that like the rest of the MCU is not on that level, but frankly, Loki now having watched season one, season two, I think as a whole is, is the best character in the MCU without a doubt. I mean, the stuff that they set up with him is incredible. Just amazing character development. But um, he's been pretty good consistently since the beginning. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So watch that. Watch the um, Attack on Titan series finale, which they released uh, last week. Also incredible. Very good ending. Probably uh, I, my favorite anime of all time. So what's up, George? Is it dubbed yet, or did, are you watching subs? I watched subbed. I'm not sure about dubbed. The dub may be out, but I. I'm not positive. Usually I know it's like a little while after, so it may be a bit still. I felt Andy real- is standing like a ghost behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I felt really proud. I think it was last week or the week before. Actually, there wasn't an episode last week. Uh, I felt really proud when Seth was proud of me for admitting that Super Mario Sunshine sucks. It sucks. So I'm just going to go on a limb and say... um Sub anime sucks. Oh if there's, fuck if, you! If, 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 there, if there's no cho- if there's no choice, I'll watch no. it. No. If there's no choice, I'll watch it. But like everyone's just like, oh no, you get so much more emotion in the Japanese voice. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like you don't speak Japanese, so it's just like, oh, someone's like in a more high pitched voice when you're reading that fucking line. Like congratulations, that doesn't fucking mean anything to you. Like it, it sucks. I would so much rather watch dubbed anime. Who Except are these your, people not your, speaking your, freedom? Do you? Re- no, I didn't say that. Do you respect my hot takes? <laughs> yeah, I do. I uh, I also agree. Like like fifteen twenty years ago, you know, dubs suck. Nowadays, we got these high profile voice actors. They're doing a pretty good job. Pretty good yeah. job. I like it. All right, they're they're speaking freedom language. Also, big plus. <laughs> all right, um, and I I respect that. Is this and a bit because you have a mustache? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am now, George. <laughs> <laughs> I could get behind either way. I I I, I, I watch I subs still. I watch subs still, but I I do agree with you. The dubs nowadays, it's not like they were twenty years ago. So, um, you know, even some of the dub, like the old dubs, though. I've, oh, for sure, like, dude. The I'm Dragon down. Ball like, dub is OB, excellent. That's what I was about to bring up. Like the Dragon Ball dub, excellent. Um, can't think of any others off the top of my head, but if you gave me a little while, I could come up with some. You know, but. The new, like, I would say from like 2010 on for sure. Like, you're, well, you're, you're in a pretty good area. They, they used to just like outsource it to like the same three companies, right? Like, it, they still kind of do. Okay. Okay. Yep. Never mind. <laughs> my, my points move. <laughs> okay. Last thing <laughs> I'll say. Oh, go ahead, George. 
I was going to say, but the talent pool has gotten better. So those three companies are better yeah. than they were. Okay, sorry. Last thing I'll say, because I don't want to be stuck on me forever, is um, also watch the Marvels over the weekend. Because at this point, I'm like, I'm never going to stop watching the MCU because I've already watched 50 freaking movies and TV shows. So at, at this point, I might as well continue. Mm-hmm. That movie is quite good. I actually really enjoyed it. I, I was a little shocked by the the um, negative reaction. However, the villain in that movie sucks, and that's probably where a lot of the the, the you know Criticism. downfall for it comes. But yeah, I think the actual character interactions are excellent. Uh, Kamala Khan, awesome, very cool. So Seth, Seth, did you see it? Would you say that you were marveled? No, but um, okay. <laughs> it, it's still a good movie. Still a good movie. So, um, no, no, George, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that because I'm not a piece of shit. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> so the only two games I've been playing, I know you've been playing Seth, so I don't know how we want to have this discussion, but um, well, you know what? I, I'm not done talking about Marvels yet. I had a question. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> did you see did you see Guardians 3? I did. Did you like that villain? Yes. I, did. I thought that villain fucking sucked everything. Um, I, I thought he was awful. Yeah, I didn't think it was one of the, the best ones, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I thought he was fine too, but then everyone's just like, this guy's so good. Like Kang who fucking replaced Kang with this guy. It's no. like, all he did was all he did was yell. That's all like he did. Yeah, that, I, that I, you liked. I wouldn't agree with that. Sh- he really yelling. he really relied on the the animal abuse angle, I thought. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the only thing about yeah. his character that, that I was like, okay, well it's you know I I thought I thought I didn't think he was that great. I thought he was okay at best. So Here's what I'll say about the villain in the Marvels. I don't even know her name. That's not a great start. Yeah, I don't know her name. And if I were to compare her to other villains in the MCU, I'd probably put her on the same level as like Whiplash. Just very Whip- uninteresting. Whiplash was fucking dope. Iron Man 2 underrated. <laughs> Can we do a watch along episode of Iron Man 2? Actually, Oh, for sure. I do an MCU watch along. Uh, well, I wanted to do for uh, Christmas this year. I made a request of doing like a PlayStation 3 centric podcast yeah. at the end of the year just because especially i've been playing my ps3 a lot lately and i really just like we got to celebrate this console for everything it did because i think we are we're all in kind of agreement that, that is our favorite era of gaming yes whether that's us or the games we'll figure it out on the podcast but um the second thing i'd love to iron man 2 i think is fucking magnificent and i would love to talk about that one in particular with with you boys i'd do it okay I'm down. I don't know if you want to do this like Star Wars where like one month we'll just watch like Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. Like I would actually prefer to do it like out of MCU order and just look at things like a like a filming an trilogy or quadrilogy or whatever we yeah. want to call it. I'd be down if for you that. Guys are, if you guys I'll are do. cool with that. Yeah, I'm, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm ice cold. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. Cool as a cucumber, baby. Cooler than being cold. So look at that fur. Look at that fur cumber <laughs> on your upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> Back to to games though here, um, I guess I was gonna say I've been playing two games, but no, I had already beaten Spider Man two before our last podcast, so that that already is over for me. So we can talk about that in a minute. But Alan Wake two still continuing to play, <clears throat> still really enjoying it. 
taking a little longer on this one because I just absolutely plowed through Spider-Man 2. Loved it, but wanted to actually sit there and relax and take this game a little bit as a time at a time because I've been waiting freaking 10 years for it. So <laughs> like, I say you want to relax with this one, which is like the tense horror game. Yeah. And like Spider-Man <laughs> two is the one you bum rush, which is like, yeah, the hero's going to save the day. Probably yeah. I haven't played it yet, but um, yeah, it's really funny that that's your attitude going into it. I love it. Yeah. I, um, the game's freaking excellent, man. I, I really don't see for me, I'm going to try and play Jedi Survivor. I don't think I'm going to have time for Baldur's Gate before the end of the year, but I really don't see how anything could could outpace this for, for Game of the Year for me. It's just phenomenal. I'm probably about 14 or 15 hours in. Um, I'd say I'm maybe three-fifths of the way through when adding up both of the campaigns, so I'm, I'm getting there. But it's, it's gorgeous, and the plot just gets more and more interesting. Do you play one campaign at a time or does it alternate like each level? So you start for a while. I'd say the first like three or four hours you start as Saga, who is the new character who is an FBI agent and you're stuck on her basically. But then probably four or five hours in, you get to a point where you can switch to Alan. Mm -hmm. And from that point onward, you can actually go in any order, any order you want. You could finish Alan's story and then go back to saga or you could essentially do what i've been doing because i'm ocd i'll do one mission as one then bounce to the other for a mission then bounce then bounce then bounce so i i like to be um kind of in the same place with both but that's cool it's like a like a comic crossover right yeah yeah so it's great though man it's it's excellent so so i was looking this up and and um Apparently, Saga was in um, control. What's the what the, what's the Xbox one? Quantum Break. American Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quantum Break. Apparently, she was in Quantum Break. Interesting. In a live action uh, perspective, like thing. Um, but I can't find where I was hearing that about. So I I don't know anything about Quantum Break. I've never played it. I really oh, really I- want to. That game is fucking excellent. Yeah, I really liked it. That's the, like the, the, the video only... stuff doesn't work. But besides that, like I think the game is incredible, and like yeah. you should watch the video stuff at least the first time through it. But um, oh. I think I, fi- I think I finished that right before I joined the podcast. Actually, that was like right before my Ghost of Tsushima appearance. Okay. Um, no man, I, I I love that game. That game is great. Found it. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, but Alan Wake's your your goatee so far. You're from yeah, I, and I think it's going to be. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm biased because I absolutely adore Remedy and Control is a super special game to me, and so is the first Alan Wake. But um, I really I have no complaints with the game. I cannot think of a single thing that I don't like, and it's been a long time since I felt that way about about a game. So, and it's it's, it's only so available good. digitally, right? Sadly, yeah, if if it was physical, I'd certainly sn- snatch it up. But yeah, sadly for right now, it's it is just digital. So, oh, that's right. Uh, the Baldur's Gate devs were teasing an announcement for physical and and for Xbox. I think probably at the Game Awards because that's what two weeks away, right? Yeah, three weeks away. Three weeks away. Not, not super exactly. far. Yeah. 
We should do a live um, stream. We can do that. I like it. I don't know if I'm working or not. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Anything else, Austin? That, that uh, you've been, uh, you've been up um, to? not not a game, but the only other thing I've really been doing is post Spider Man. This has kind of been the main thing I've been doing in between um, Alan Wake is I restarted my Marvel Unlimited subscription and started reading the 2018 uh, Donny Cates uh, Venom run with Ryan Stegman. Yes, with Ryan Stegman. And it has been excellent. I am 15 issues in, but I just got to the point where absolute carnage comes into the play. So I've been I've switched over to that reading order for a little bit until I start to reestablish Venom back into it. But honestly, I n- never really knew too much about Venom. I mean, I knew him from Spider-Man 3 and from uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on GameCube, but like I just never really researched his character too much. And so getting to know more about and especially seeing some of the new lore things they do in this run, really, really enjoyable. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it, where it goes. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the Donny Cates run. I never finished it. Um, oh, but man. King and Black got, is fucking awesome. You should. I got right up to King and Black, I think, um, before I fell off, and then I just I stopped reading comics. But that was I was really enjoying the the Venom run. I need you both to read the King and Black thing so I can spoil something about King and Black. I'm not going to say a sword. it. Yeah. Well, th- th- sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. I'm I'm really glad you're reading that. Uh, that book is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I've only read the first issue of absolute carnage. So I, I really don't know anything about that series. And honestly, didn't realize that was in the mix. I was just thinking, you know, I'll get through venom and wherever King and black comes to, comes into play. I'll read that. But clearly absolute carnage is pretty important build up for that event as well. So I'm pretty sure that was like a summer event for Marvel. Yeah. And it was like the perfect, summer event where it was just like loud crazy stupid fun big explosive action i don't know how like this is gonna sound so stupid and like maybe even a little elitist i don't know how it would be to read that in the in the fall just because (laughs) like well it was going for like a vibe right where like the temperatures were off the charts and like everyone's at like a boiling point but i think the main event's really good and uh if there's any listeners out there um i posited to seth and austin and coach too that like when it comes to a comic book event, I will read every book from the main title of the like the author of the main title. If they write any tie-ins, I think those books are mandatory reading because obviously they want to say that, but they can't say it in the main series. So I think it's important and additive. And then besides that, really just following characters of interest. And so I think you mostly agreed. Yeah, I bet I, I I will skip anything that I don't find like appealing i'm not gonna force myself to read any tie-ins that focus on characters i don't care about besides that though if it's a creative team like uh forget what i was reading i forget the name of the event but it was like where kingpin was mayor and then like locked everything down on new york i I forget what it was called but it's basically like they fixed civil war and made it so it was like the heroes against the villains as opposed to heroes against heroes but they still had like the same like heroes are outlawed in new york it was good shit but then it was like there was a Jed McKay Moon Knight tie-in series. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to read the fuck out of that. Not because I care about Moon Knight, but because I think Jed McKay is like one of the best writers in Marvel right now. So 
I, I think realistically with any event, you only have to read 10% of any tie-in. And Austin, I really hope you exercise that with absolute carnage. Yeah. Like, for example, I don't think you have to read the Scream tie-in miniseries, even though that's like a... I actually started that, and yeah, it was not... I read yeah. the first issue and was like, this is it really is not grabbing not, me. So not for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's a like, cool symbiote. Like I, I want to read about them and, and figure out what's going on. And then you're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. So um, exercise that with absolute carnage and also King and black. Um, all right. Well, George, what have you been up to lately? I got the platinum in far cry six. Congratulations. Nice. You yeah, did it. It took, it took only <laughs> twice as long as PSN profile said the platinum would take. The I remember so when I made this bet I was shit faced in Vegas bowling, and I went on PSNprofiles.com and it said the platinum takes twenty five to thirty hours. I was like, okay, that's that sucks, but that's manageable. And Far Cry feels good enough. It took me closer to fifty because that game is so fucking. That's massive. freaking absurd. And unfortunately, I still have to get the hundred percent. I've decided I'm going to tell the person who made this bet to go fuck themselves. I'm going to Platinum Spider Man in the meantime. I, I really want to play that game. Uh, so I'm going to do that and then try to get 100% in Far Cry 6 by the end of the year. The other big game I've been playing, you guys, the servers for Battlefield Bad Company 2 are going offline December 8th. Dude. So I've been playing Bad Company 2 fucking non-stop in my downtime. What a good that game. game. That game is 13, almost 14 years old. That game is still excellent. I think that game still looks really good. And we got Battlefield 20... 42 or whatever yeah. we got two years ago just guys don't don't ever think this just remaster bad company too like just just do that just do that for a year you know play around on a new engine learn the ins and outs make sure your online infrastructure is up to snuff but you have a perfect game right there that game is incredible and the multiplayer not as lively as it was when i was in college but i was in like a 10 verse 10 uh like squad rush match last night that lasted like an hour and it was like the most fun i've had playing online multiplayer in at least a year dude that game i have so many good memories of that game it is so good it's 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 got to be the best battlefield game for me and i i've played pretty much all of them at this point i have not played the new one but um and the vietnam expansion for the multiplayer for that was flawless man so good i have so many good memories I don't have that, and it's unavailable for purchase on PSN. So I wonder if that's why, like, the base is so limited. Because, like, I Could go be. on PSN profiles. There's a whole bunch of like gaming sessions set up for this game because they know the servers are going offline. Yeah. And I'm like 12 trophies away from getting the platinum, so I'm like, ah, I got three weeks. I think I'm going to lose a lot of sleep and try to platinum this game before the servers go offline. Nice. Uh, so I think that I think Vietnam is probably why, like the the online community isn't as active because it's yeah. pretty split but like the base game still like once a day i'll go into like an almost full match and it's just fucking so much fun. i cannot That's believe awesome. how good this game looks for being 13 years old it's incredible yeah it's so good and even like nobody really talks about this the campaign in that game but the campaign is also really really good um obviously yeah. even with the servers down that'll still be playable so if you have never played the game before certainly at least try that out but um yeah dude that game is phenomenal i have never played a battlefield game oh really yep i got the platinum in battlefield 4 because that was like a playstation 4 launch game 
got the platinum in Battlefield One. I didn't play Hardline, which is the one where you're like cops and robbers, basically. Yeah, I didn't play much of that one. And I played a little bit of Battlefield Three, but I never, never finished the campaign and never dicked around too much in multiplayer. But that was the first game where I think it sold like, I think that came out the same year as Modern Warfare Three on PS3. And I remember Modern Warfare Three sold like thirteen or sixteen million copies. And like Battlefield Three sold nine million copies, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, there's a legit competitor now to, to COD, and uh, man, it, like Battlefield, something about it feels so fucking good. Like, I would so much rather play an online match of Battlefield than than Call of Duty. No, yeah, it sure. seems like they were. It seems like they were gearing up to be a, a competitor to Call of Duty, but they they kept screwing themselves up, right? Like, they kept yeah. getting in their own way constantly, which seemed pretty. Pretty unfortunate. Well, well, EA, you know, they had Battlefield some issues. Was pretty broken at launch on PS4. Yeah. Or was broken, but when it, when they fixed it, that game is excellent. Um, yeah. But Hardline and then Five and now the new one, those were all misses. So, um, which is unfortunate because Battlefield One, which was in between Hardline and that was the Five. That was the future warfare call of duty year right whereas like titanfall 2 battlefield yes. 1 ba- yes yes and, and then w- whichever call of duty i think it was infinite infinite, infinite infinite warfare, warfare. thank you yeah. that, yes you're correct um battlefield 1 man that game is super special that game was really really well done and it's so sad that that series kind of just dropped off the map after it's probably the second best battlefield after yeah bad company 2 i'd right? agree with that so that's that's pretty much all I've been playing lately. Besides that, I think I mentioned getting obsessed with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet 151, the card set. Super good. Incredible. I have almost every card in the base set. I'm missing... Like, I've opened over 40 packs, and I haven't pulled a single Wartortle, which uh, is really pissing me off at this point. But this weekend, I'm going up to the city, and there's a couple card shops. So I was going to try to pick up some of the missing singles. I even started collecting like the alternate arts that appear like after the card numbers at the end. Old man. So, yeah, so I, I got like Mr. Mime. I've got a War Turtle from that. I've got a couple Tangela's. I've got some Jinxes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best, but I'm only missing four or three cards from the base set. It's. So much fun to collect, and like I saw the previews for the new set that they were gonna do, and I'm like, I have no interest in this. I'm not gonna spend a single fucking cent on this. I can't wait. So it really was just 151 them going back to uh to playing the hits, and I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll show up for this. Yeah, but I felt I felt the same way. It's been so much fun. Just get in, get out. Yep, I got the binder, and um, yeah, I got a ton of cards, and I've been putting them in the binder by number, like like you do. Oh yeah, I have mine in in Pokédex number. Yeah. Yep, and um, I I don't know exactly how many I need. I, I I haven't found there's no like loose packs around where I'm at. Everyone's buying them all too quick. So yeah, when I do see them, I buy them. But I haven't I haven't been able to get any for a couple of weeks now. Um, one of those things where I'm just hitting them at the store when I go. But yeah, really cool, really cool. I'm not going for all the alternate art cards though. You're you're pretty bold for doing that. You're trying to get a whole complete set. That's that's some expensive some, stuff. There's some I won't be able to afford. Like I'm not spending seventy five dollars on like Charizard flying away from the frame. Like I'm I'm not gonna do that. Why I would not? love to do that. Why not? Because because it, it's seventy five dollars for one <laughs> fucking card. Uh, but like man, there's just so much beautiful art in this, and there's so much nostalgia. And again, like it is so weird. Like I watched. There's a 
set of videos on YouTube, I think from Ruby Retro is the artist's name. And they're just analyzing the Pokemon meta from like 1998 on, like from when the card game started. And so they're talking about like the first tournaments, like what were the winning decks and like how did the strategies work. And so I think they're up through silver and gold release, like the, the third or fourth expansion. Like they did Fossil and Jungle and Team Rocket and all that shit. And it's just so interesting to see like how the pros were playing the game and then like how me and my friends were playing the game at that time where like it was us trying to evolve a Charizard. Whereas <laughs> like everyone who was playing in a tournament was just like, no, you just want a basic Pokemon. You want Electabuzz, he's got 70 HP and he can deal 30. And they're like, that's a pretty good ratio. I'm like, oh man, we were playing this game entirely wrong. Highest <laughs> HP, highest power. That's what and, that stands for. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just want... I just want to Charizard. I just want to like land a Venusaur. I think that'd be six Solar Beam, four Energy, sixty hit. Oh, Doctor, that like what what a move to pull off. It's yeah. So it's sparking all these. I have so many of the digital card redemption packs that like I'm seriously considering getting back into Pokemon TCG Online because I did it for a little bit and then I started just getting my ass kicked over and over again. It just wasn't fun. But I've got like forty of of these maybe. So nice. I might uh, start start redeeming some packs and see what's what. All right. Anything else you've been you've been up to lately? Watching basketball, watching hockey, watching nice. wrestling. Survivor Series is coming up. Pretty excited for that. Nice. I think you mean sports entertainment. Yep, sure do. It's a lot of fun. They really put an emphasis on the fucking entertainment. I watched a football game last week that was like nine to ten final score. That fucking sucked. They forgot to put the entertainment in their sport. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I was uh, I was part of the pro wrestling fandom when they forced to start using sports entertainment pretty lame it was not a fan of that at switch but um yeah as far as me i did in fact go back and beat spider-man 2 spooderman 2 um and we'll talk about that here in a second a little more i think and then i picked up alan wake 2 and I started going through that. I will say, not sticking me like I was hoping it was going to stick me. And, and I'm, I'm a little discouraged by it. Um, I think the the issue came from the immediate switch between Spider-Man and Alan Wake, where Spider-Man is such a fluid, kinetic game that's like really fast-paced and fun to play, and Alan Wake is not that. Um, Alan yeah, Wake is very like, different. Very different Alan games. Wa- <laughs> Alan Wake feels like I'm um, playing it remote play constantly where I hit the stick and it takes forever for Alan to move. And I'm like, oh, my God, just turn around, man. You know, just like just like move a little faster. God, you're in a nightmare. How about you put a little pep in your step? (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting, though, because I've heard a few people mention that and I don't know. I haven't felt that at all, but I guess it's. It is a very classic like survival horror thing. Like a lot yeah. of the Resident Evil games now feel like this and so maybe that's why it doesn't bother me, but I can I could I can understand it. Like there's like shadow monsters chasing him. He's got like a light jog going on, you know, and I'm like, yeah. hey man. Getting a little sick of your crap. All right. Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm also finding with Alan Wake too that I'm just not smart enough for this game's puzzles, and I don't that's pretty discouraging for me. Like <laughs> I'm like, dude, the the first level with Alan when you're walking around when you first get like the 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 light lamp thing, I swear oh. to God, Austin, it took me, 
I bet three hours of walking around that town square being like, where is the other light source? I cannot yeah. figure it out. And then like I'm shooting at like this wall because I saw an arrow and I'm like, what is that? And, and I, I'm like, mm, that was frustrating. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And then I finally look up the walkthrough and I'm like, oh, okay. I got to like climb scaffolding and whatnot and, and get around to this police car. It's very frustrating. Um, and then I, I think we talked about it a little. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but the constant switch into the writer's room and Saga's uh, case board, not a fan. Uh, it, it continuously taking me out of the gameplay in order to like move around this clunky thing that was clearly intended. First off, side note, stop giving me mouse controls in console games. Hate that. Hate that with a dying passion. I don't want to move a little reticle around the screen with my analog. Stick. Thanks, Destiny. You piece yeah, of garbage. Just, yeah. It literally came from Destiny. I, I will <laughs> burn that studio to the ground. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, they're doing that themselves. But <laughs> thanks, Sony. Yeah, yeah. The 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 moving the reticle around and it's like super yeah. slow and not responsive. I hate that so much. Just give me quick selection, man. Because if I could just select the evidence from Saga's hand and then quick select like the places it should go, that evidence board might yeah. work a lot better. I actually don't disagree with that. I think especially later on, like the more you play, I've gotten to a point. So just for I guess this is a mild spoiler, I guess, for people that, that haven't played the game. But the what Seth is talking about, essentially, it's like. It's like an active menu where you're standing there in real time, but then you hit the touchpad and you're suddenly in this other place and they call it like the mind palace or whatever. It's essentially like this room in Saga's mind, just totally hypothetical that lets her use her detective skills and kind of examine the scene. The problem is there's like a board that you map all the the data onto to essentially like you would see in a detective movie where they've got the pins and it's like, who did this? And you pin a piece of paper up here and it's, oh, that guy did it. And, you know, it, it expands way more past that. But the thing is, later on, the more you play, the thing I've run into a few times hasn't really bothered me, but I'll open the mind palace like once I'm in a safe room because you don't want to open it while you're out and about because guys can still come kill you while you're in it. So I'll go to a safe room, open it, and then I'll literally have like 20 photos sitting there. And I'm like, I I wish there was just like a pin all button at that point that just made yeah, it easier. Sure. So, yeah, um, not not my favorite mechanic in the world, especially because I'm way too like crazy about getting that done immediately. Yeah, like when, when I see she has new evidence, I'm like, I got to see where that goes, you know, but like like you're bringing up you're still you're super vulnerable not you know when you're doing that so that's frustrating um other than that i mean i love i love the story and i love like where it's going definitely lied when the director said that you don't have to play the previous games oh yeah bs you do. absolute yeah. bs you need to play alan wake at a minimum ties into control Immediately. yeah i'd say control is a must as well <laughs> so what about uh was it american nightmare that was like the expansion on 360 i heard you did i never played american nightmare and i feel like i'm understanding it i don't feel like you really need to yeah I, i've never actually played american nightmare either and i've i've watched recaps but i've never actually played it 
Yeah. I wonder if that's available on the the remaster. I don't think it is for some reason. For some reason, I want to say American Nightmare is only on 360. I think like you're Microsoft right. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed um, Spider-Man 2 once I was done with it. I was, I was still in this Spider-Man mood. Uh, I watched Across the Spider-Verse way overhyped. That ending, unforgivable. Don't do that to me, right? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Then not okay. You can't do that. Um, but I thought the other, the rest of the movie was pretty good. And then I was like, all right, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't read some of these old Spider-Man issues. So for reference, I have read Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man one through whenever that last Craven event was. I forget what issue that was. I've read every single issue. Wait, the but last, I was like the last Craven, like the Nick Spencer Craven event. Yes, uh, was it seven fifty probably something like that? Well, yeah, like twenty nineteen, twenty, yeah, twenty maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Twenty twenty sounds right. Um, but I was like, all right, well, this this kind of gets me in like a symbiote mood, so I decided to to try and read the whole original black suit saga, alien suit saga for Spider Man. Really hard to do, by the way. Marvel made a, like, a, like a collection of those stories in the early 2000s. Not available digitally anywhere. I'm not going to a bookstore. I don't care. So I'm trying to like piece these stories together through Marvel Unlimited. Got pretty fed up with that. Real quick. Decided to start reading at Amazing Spider-Man 300. Didn't really regret that. Um, one of the all-time great issues, if you didn't know Austin. Introduction of Venom. So that that's what I've been up to lately. Just kind of just kind of puts through Spider-Man at work. Um, I decided to, to take a back seat to Alan Wake Two these last couple days, just because I wasn't really vibing with it. And uh, I picked up Trails in the Sky the Third, getting back to the grind. The oh old, no, old mindset, grind set. You know, not this again. Gotta, I have I have four more games to go. <laughs> who's who's winning between you and Pedro? Pedro by a massive margin. When I took a vacation, and I when I we went to Disney World, I was ahead of Pedro by like 150 hours. By the time I came back, he had passed me two games over. How long were you in Disney World? <laughs> two weeks. That's not much more time than you were there. Like what? What else did he do? I don't know, George. He didn't eat. He didn't eat. He didn't sleep. He didn't work. Yeah, I was I was ahead of Pedro by a, a whole game when I went to Disney World, and then when I came back, he had passed me by two games. Now the, the other two, the two games he passed me by are smaller, like ten to twenty hour games. But yeah, I was like, God. All right, all right. So like, I, all I'm saying is like, a week is 168 hours. Yeah. So of the two weeks you were gone, for every one hour he was doing something else, he also spent an hour playing the game to catch up with you. He's done it. Jesus Christ. He and, He's and, an absolute madman. This we, I started playing this game out of competition for him because... I gave up on the, the first game and he beat it and then rubbed it in my face and I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, now, now we're on. 
Yeah. Now it's on. And so we've been doing this dance for four years now. And I, I now have a chance to catch up to him because the next game doesn't come out until the summer. So I got to do it anyway. I'm on, it's a good series. I'm enjoying it. I actually have a massive amount of collectibles from the series now. There's a new one right here that just came out the other day. So that's what that's I'm a, doing. That's a lot, man. That's a, that might even be too much. Great. Uh, great. <laughs> I've loved about every half of it. <laughs> Imagine hating something, but also loving it at the same time and spending 6,000 hours doing that thing. Well, you guys were here like I, I was like playing these games and I'm like, I don't even know if I like these. Like I, I can't yeah. recommend these games, but like there's there is something about it that attaches to you. And you're like. It's a little interesting plot thread. Let's see where that goes. You, know? you, just, you, you just like explained hepatitis, basically, like <laughs> something attaches itself to you. Yeah, just yeah. Like, well, this is just my life now. Like I, just, yeah. I, have, I, have to, I have to compensate for this thing I have on me now. I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of how you, you MCU viewers are, isn't it? You're like, oh, that's right. That's right. This is yeah. genuinely okay. Yeah. I guess no, I'll just do this it, forever. It, it's really not because there's maybe awesome. Back me up here. There's like at most twenty hours of MCU content in a calendar year. Yeah, I'd say so. That sounds about right. I'll even give you some extra. Like I'll say twenty five in a fucking year, my guy. Listen, sometimes you get them, sometimes you get got, all right? <laughs> this just feels like such a like an elaborate practical joke that's gone on for way too long. <laughs> I swear to God. I, dude, let's, let's look at me. Listen to this. Freaking Falcon really, keeps releasing these games. They're like, these I suckers really aren't going to stop. I really like this series. I mean, like I have a whole shelf of collectibles up there, and then I have a, a massive, you can't really see it, a, a massive poster right there, and another massive poster right You're, down there behind my Cheetos, behind my Cheetos boxes. But you're just that's Stockholm syndrome. That's not it's not real love. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about Spider-Man 2 a little bit. Non-spoilery for George, although George is a comic book fan. I'm sure he can see any of this plot coming from a mile away. Um, what? Although, let me just clarify, I... there are surprises in there, though. It is not like there are still things that are surprising, at least for me. What? What was surprising to me was how little New York needs Spider-Man when they have Mary Jane Watson. That's what was surprising to me. Dude, right? <laughs> She's like, I mean, hey, it's it's a little ridiculous. And and that is like a really legitimate criticism for the game, I think. And the director was like, he, he literally says, like, fuck off when people were bringing it up. And it's like, well, OK, but. Mary Jane Watson can one shot these symbiotes when it takes, you know, Spider-Man and, you know, Miles Morales, like, like five shots. So um, let's so take it easy. All I'll say, just because I know not everybody's played the game, but just so that we can have some context on what we're talking about, you know, like in the first game, there are Mary Jane missions. And in this game, she all they give her is a little gun that she got from Sable during her training post first game and so that's added into her gameplay this time around every single character you fight with her one shot one shot every single character every single enemy one shot symbiote <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile 
Spidey's over here taking 15 hits to kill one of Craven's little generic hunters. Yeah. yeah. Fighting for his life. Yeah. Like, 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 he's like, he's like literally smashing their heads off of walls and whatnot. Right. And they're still getting back up. And MJ's like, mm, gotcha. But <laughs> see that coming. I will you? say this. I, I understand how people could complain about it, but the, at the same time, gotta be honest. No, does it make sense from a plot standpoint? Absolutely not. Did I like it? Yeah, I, I liked it because it was much more enjoyable than the stealth missions in the first game for me. And yeah, she's overpowered as hell, but I enjoyed it. Did it? Did was it? Did I not enjoy it? No, I think it was a missed opportunity to make it like a real. There, there's the one point in the game, or I think I think it's the second time you play as MJ. They could have really turned that into a scary situation and made it feel like a survival horror game. Yeah. And they missed out. And I, I felt like that was a giant missed opportunity. Instead of making her so powerful, make it like a survival. Like, 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 because that's where I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is a representation of the situation, but this is how it really should feel. It is she's like fighting for her life and like really trying to be silent and not make a noise and I think that would have been a lot cooler and it would have given the vibe that like, okay, MJ is heroic, but she's not a superhero in the game. She feels like a superhero because she's literally taking out everything and with, with almost no effort whatsoever. She literally, she, she wipes out an entire army of, of Craven's um, members. Go ahead, George. Are you guys working on black Friday? Yes. Sadly. Maybe. If you guys wanted to, I if I commit, I could beat Spider Man Two by next Friday. If you guys wanted to do a spoiler cast, next please, Friday. I would yeah, love do to that. do that because I need to talk exactly. about this game. Well, because like do... Austin, respectfully, Austin, like you record after work, so I know it's not a big deal. But Seth works during the pod, so Seth, what's your what's your schedule like that Friday? I have off Thanksgiving. I do work at um, I do work at six o'clock on Black Friday, six p.m. Yeah. What time are you planning on waking up that day? I can wake up whenever. You tell me now. I can adjust my schedule whenever. I'll be okay, home by three thirty. So we can do it then. I mean, yeah. that, that gives me plenty of time. We'll figure it out. We can talk about it after. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a spoiler cast. I, I will say this though: I know Coach is also working on it. So if we could get all four of us on, I think great. he's about yeah. done. Actually, he might need to take his pet mosquito to the vet. So. Yeah, <laughs> his. His uh, frog, his his green tree frog, is having its quinceanera next week. So, yeah. <laughs> um, also, all four tires on his truck are flat, so he's got to get those fixed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't care about his truck; we care about his bicycle. Yeah, all all four tires on his bicycle are flat. Uh, sucks. <laughs> couldn't have um, happened. Couldn't have happened to a nicer coach. You hate to hear it. What what else what what else thoughts do I have on Spider Man? I was really <laughs> this is gonna be weird and and, and I, I definitely feel like I'm onto something here. I was really surprised at how um, segmented Peter and Miles were in the game. They really only cross paths in the story a couple times, um, especially in the latter but, half. They're like totally yeah. separate. And also, Miles didn't even need to be in this game. the The overall story. Miles has almost nothing to do with. It's really weird. 
Um, I, I almost wonder they maybe should have just kept making his own spinoff game and, and had him cross over with, with Peter slightly because it's it's kind of jarring to go from like world ending major threats with Peter to like let's save the cultural museum <laughs> to in Miles. Well, they were like kind of like, blow up the city, right? Like in Miles, wasn't that like the whole plot that the like the Roxxon bomb or, or whatever was like going to go off and like destroy New York? Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I think that's right. I, I I think it's right. I think that's why the Tinkerer was fighting yeah. against him, but was like well. Uh, so like, there's there's you go from like dealing with like serious symbiote threats, specifically in the, in the part of the game I'm talking to, to like the Cultural Museum's getting robbed, and Miles goes in and, and like um. Oh, I see what you're saying. Drum. I understand. And it's like okay, I want to get back to like the symbiote story, please. Can we just not? Well. I actually don't disagree with you. That is one thing I noticed is that this is definitely a Peter game. Yeah. Like, even though Miles is in it, this is a Peter story, which is interesting considering the fact that, like, they're co-leaders on this game. Like, they really built up the fact that they're both Spider-Men and, you know, that's kind of the whole deal. But, yeah, at the end of the day, this is this is really a Peter story. I mean, Miles does come into play, but not like I thought he would, to be honest. It didn't really bother me, but at the same time, I was kind of like, well, that's interesting. I mean, we'll see what they do next, I suppose. But yeah, I, I felt like, um, yeah, like I said, like, like he really didn't seem to have a, a good place in the story or like, like he, it felt like he at the end of the day, he really didn't even need to be there. And then the story would have like kind of worked itself out fine. Um. I will say though, a lot of really cool details in the game. They Insomniac, so good, man. Um, especially because like there's certain things you do, and if you do them at a specific point in time in the game, different things will happen based on like what you've accomplished. So that's really cool. I've done almost every piece of side content in the game that I care about. Um, I've done all the Peter stuff 100%. I got almost all the Miles stuff done, and then I got to like the cultural museum stuff and i'm like i'm good i'm done i don't care anymore um did you do the flame side missions i did i did big surprise there at the end to me i'll be honest didn't see that coming i couldn't figure it out i was trying to figure it out the whole time and i could not figure it out yeah um yeah i i really enjoyed the ending of that and i i like i said i did not see it coming and when when it happened i was like oh Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to talk about this in spoiler context. And I'll just say my last thoughts on it are. I'm really curious to see what they do with this series, because. For sure, we're going to get a Spider-Man three. I mean, that's that's going to happen. But the question is, and it kind of relates to that side mission line. Do we also get some sort of either Miles esque? in between game or do we get DLC to this game? It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this because I frankly, I could see them doing a, a, a separate miles esque game specifically focused on where that side mission goes. Yeah. I feel like that's got, that's gotta be a Peter story and it, it's weird because yeah. it seems to me not necessarily like, just miles, but I mean like as far as the, the length of it, like a eight to 10 hour yeah. game. Oh, oh, I see. It seems to me like insomniac 
it feels like they don't have a plan and that, that that's hard to say but the way peter's story ends does not line up with the story threads that we have to pull on still um and I'll, first off i hate that 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 thing that they do with peter at the end because it doesn't fit his character it never has it's been done many times and it does not fit his character and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, this is this is not gonna stick. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see where they go next with it because, um, I don't. It feels this like they don't is have so a hard plan. to talk about. And, and, yeah, and and that that <laughs> flame mission that we're talking about really seems like it should have been part of the main game, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in the spoiler cast, George. Play Spider Man. Come on, what are you doing? It's so good. It's so what good. Are you doing, man? I lost the I lost the bet. All right. I was trying to honor my bet. Uh, I respect that. Good man. Yeah. Play I'm not, but I'm but I'm not going to. I'm going to play Spider Man. I said I will try to beat it by Friday. Let's talk to Coach. Let's see if we get something up for that weekend. Because yeah. I don't know what everyone's schedule is. I'm not doing shit that weekend. I might go see that Thanksgiving horror movie called um Dude, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I, might, I saw I'm, that. I might go see it. Pretty pretty fun, pretty fun. Oh, so you oh you saw it? you didn't? Uh, I thought you like saw the trailer. You saw it? No, 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 no I saw the trailer. I saw the okay. trailer. The, 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 the murdering pilgrim. Big fan. Yeah, look, looks good, right? Yeah. Fun. I'm actually I'm going to the big city this weekend to see uh, the Marvels. I'm very excited. The big city is in New York. No, the big city in Maine. I don't want to say like where I live, but um. Going to the nearest place that has movie theater. The place where I live has two movie theaters, but one is closed down for the winter. They reopen back up in January. They're taking their their holiday time off, and the other one's a nonprofit that's like literally only showing old vintage movies for the next month. So I assume they'll get the Marvels in December. I don't want to wait that long. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't help what freaking Marvels going on Instagram posting like major spoilers from everything they do less than a week after their stuff comes out which is annoying well, as hell i think they're i think they're they're probably doing it because they're uh they're struggling pretty rough at the box office well, from what i understand but it's they're, like they're, everything they're they do. out there i mean but they're like hey please hey hey you see this hey, cool thing the, that happened that's been disney all year though like it's the problem is that these movies don't make enough money the problem is that these movies don't make enough money compared to how much money they spent on the movie like that's the real yeah. issue like 47 million dollars at the box office like that's not bad like obviously it's not you know avengers numbers where they were getting 200 million the opening weekend like worldwide but, like 47 million dollar box up like seth do you think batman begins is like a good movie well i mean yeah but if it, that's the lowest mcu movie opening by far sure yeah but it's still like a successful movie and like batman begins made 45 million 51 million or something it's opening weekend and then went on to gross 400 million like worldwide you know like I'm, I'm saying like a lot of these things have tails granted like the tails don't exist the way they used to back in 2005 and i'm not even trying to shill or defend marvel but like i'm also thinking it, it's like when a video game comes out and gets a 7.5 and everyone says it's dog shit you know what i mean like a movie getting 47 million opening weekend was like no it's actually still pretty good and like i think it's really good considering where the fuck marvel is right now <laughs> um so i'm i'm excited to see it but like also these movies don't need to cost as much money like they they need to kind of like scale back 
I think, a lot of their ambitions and just tell simpler stories. But that's... I agree with you. That's my take. Tell stories people care about, you know? That's that's, that's that's where I'm at. Nothing, dude. Fuck up. I don't know shit. I don't know shit. All right. Let's talk about the Game Awards, the show that started out really good and then for the last two years seems to kind of have been way too long. Um, they yeah. announced the Game of the Year nominees, and I, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about this, because I feel like this list should be a lot longer. Um, let's see here. I'm going to... You all categories. Sorry, I wasn't. Wait, can, can I see if I can I see if I can list them all? all right, go, yeah. go. Alan Wake Two. Yep. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting what it's called. Um, Super Mario Wonder, yep. Legend of Zelda, A Wrinkle in Time, or whatever the fuck the new Tears of the Kingdom. You nailed it the uh, first time. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Baldur's Gate. Yep. How many more do I need? Two. Two. Fuck. Um, yeah. Awesome. You got anything? Well, I already know what they are. Yeah, I, uh, I don't see. I don't see you hitting the one. You might be able to hit the other one. Fuck it. Move on. <laughs> All right. The ones you were missing were Spider Man Two and Resident Evil Four. Okay. Yeah. I I wanted to guess Spider Man Two, but honestly, that just felt like me being a nerd boy. I didn't think it was actually Game of the Year material. And uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Four, I forgot that came out this year. I gotta be honest. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know what Resident Evil Four is doing on there. I don't think that. Should have beaten out like I don't know something like Hogwarts Legacy, but well, especially uh, I feel like everyone kind of shot their wad with like what an amazing Resident Evil remake was with two, mm-hmm. and then like everyone's like kind of surprised by three. Like I feel like we're not surprised anymore that like the Resident well, Evil remake is top top tier. So I think this list is pretty good, except for Resident Evil Four. Now, admittedly, I I have not played the remake, but I think the difference with two. And four remakes is two was like a a massive change because you had you know that was a PlayStation One game mm-hmm. that was totally uh, essentially a brand new game. Whereas four, I mean, yeah, it's got better graphics. Yeah, I'm sure it plays better. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, it was already 3D. It already essentially played the way this game does. So. Well, then we could, we could play we could play that game on PS2. We could play that game on yeah. PS3. We could play that game on PS4. I can understand the argument for for the four remake, but I think I mean I don't disagree with you, Seth. I think something like Hogwarts Legacy, or I'm sure there are other games I'm forgetting. I mean, frankly, I'm, I was a little shocked they didn't put Starfield on here just because Jeff seems to be like in love with Bethesda. So <laughs> yeah. Um... That or Dead Space, I thought was was really a lot more impressive. Um, what was the uh, Hi-Fi Rush? Right, um, a lot of people said Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously Jedi Survivor was was yeah. was a phenomenal game. Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen. Come on. Yeah, Sea of Stars too. Yeah, yep. this 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 just screams. I don't know. Well, was was there a big like indie hit this year? Like, what was it? Like last year was Transcription. See, so Stars was indie. Yeah, but like I also I don't think that made the same impact that something like Transcription did. I never you know heard I mean? like, the name Transcription. Oh, I remember Elijah was like super fucking hype. Yeah, it was a pretty big game last year. 
It was a big. It was a really big deal when it came. I'm out. really not sure, to be honest with you. Um, I do know on their like indie games list, everybody's pissed off because one of their games is Dave the Diver, which apparently I know Andy has been playing, but apparently it's not even an indie game. It's made by um, is it Nexon, the South Korean company that like did like combat arms and stuff back in the day on PC. Hmm. It's not an indie game. Like it's made by a very big publisher, but it's on the Game Awards list of best indie games or whatever for the year, which is kind of wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> my thought is that when you look at this list for game of the year, only two games really realistically take it and that's Baldur's Gate 3 or Tears of the Kingdom it's probably going to be Tears of the Kingdom because of Nintendo because <laughs> anytime Zelda comes out he always wins no matter how bad that game is So, did you, yeah did you play Tears of the Kingdom I know Coach was obsessed with it but like I know that took over his life for a bit did I me did, did either of you I played it a little bit on my emulator on, on Steam Deck I didn't touch it I didn't like the first Breath of the Wild, so I, I was like, ah, this so probably not for me. I played probably maybe oh God, sixty hours, maybe fifty or sixty hours of the game, and I don't know, man. That that was actually one of the first Nintendo games that's released in a long time, and I've been like, this just is not working for me. Something about it, like I adored Breath of the Wild, but Tears of the Kingdom, it was like I was force feeding it to myself because I love Breath of the Wild so much. And I just, it, it would not be like a top game of the year for me personally. So, wow. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I'd love to go back to it and finish it. I'm like right at the very end of the game. And it's totally possible I was just in the wrong mindset when that game came out, but n- not even close to Breath of the Wild for me. So yeah, um, when I when I really think about it, I think Alan Wake Two or Baldur's Gate Three deserves it the most. I mean, Alan Wake Two, it's hard to deny that's just a, like a work of art. Yes, like, that game is beautiful. It runs well. It's not broken. Um, Spider Man Two is like. You know, it's the big cinematic hit. It's like, you know, the comfort food. But Baldur's Gate 3 did something that has not been achieved in a really long time. Yeah. You know, um, where your choices matter and it brought a spotlight to Larian Studios. And it's like, hey, we're a serious developer in this space. Yeah. And. I mean, the discussion around Baldur's Gate 3 is still ongoing. That, that hasn't happened all year round because it's been such a big year. But people are still talking about Baldur's Gate 3. And, and then that's when you know, like, okay, we got something special on our hands. I think people are going to be talking about playing Baldur's Gate 3 like they talked about and played The Witcher for, a, you know, a decade. So. Yeah, I yeah but like. I don't disagree with you. I think it was 2009 was the first year at the Academy Awards where they expanded the field for Best Picture from 5 to 10. Do we need to do that, or is this just an exceptionally stacked year for games? I think this is just an exceptionally stacked year for I games. Agree. I mean, 
this wouldn't be a problem any other year, but this year specifically. I've been like I said, I've been listening to old Beyonds, and I'm like right in fall 2011, and like that was probably the last year I can remember being like this. Like holy shit, there's something to play every week. Where it was Battlefield Three, Modern Warfare Three, Deus Ex, uh, Skyrim, Batman Arkham, uh, Arkham City, Uncharted Three. Like there was just something new every week, every other week, starting from August on. And like this is like this year is the first time where I'm like. There's not enough days for me to play everything I want to play that came out this year, let alone yeah. my backlog where I have to fucking play sure. 80 hours of Battlefield Bad Company Dude, 2 online. <laughs> this, this game is, or this year has been insane. And we've still got um, Mario RPG remake comes out and, this week. And fucking Avatar. You mean Far Cry Damn. 7 or whatever. I miss Avatar. Game. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm interested in checking out Avatar just because I wonder. Like, the same way, I think Guardians of the Galaxy kind of informed a little bit of where uh, Final Fantasy sixteen was going. I wonder how much of, like, the new Star Wars games DNA can be found in the Avatar games. Like, that's why I am curious about it. A lot. It's going to be a lot. Actually, all those games share a lot of DNA. Yeah. <laughs> I, you guys are being like... No, but like, seriously... I, I, it does look I, good. I get it, it looks fun. I, I get what I get. What you guys are doing, you're a thousand percent right. By the way, but like more seriously though, um, I am wondering just like how many things overlap mechanically from game to game. So yeah. I'm actually trying to hold out. I have like a week off from Christmas to New Year, basically from my job, and so I'm wondering. I don't know when we're going to do a game of the year discussion. It's probably going to be before the actual end of the year. Like I don't think we're doing it in January, right? We haven't talked know. about it at all. We could. Okay. Yeah, let's do two episodes. January, the first week. January, second week. First episode is us doing Game of the Year. Second is uh, us talking about like our gaming goals for the year. Or we could flip that and do gaming goals first week. And Yeah, we need to bring that back because I don't think we did it this past year. I think that mm-hmm. was when, exactly well, we, when we took a break from the podcast. I think we did it. I just don't think we followed through. On what I don't even remember. I'll have to go back and listen, but um, just w- my last thoughts on this. I think I agree with you, Seth. I think most likely of the six would be Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, and Tears. I don't think Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil, Mario, as much as good as Mario is. Um, yeah. I don't think any of those really stand a chance for Game of the I, Year. I, I really like Mario Wonder. I don't think it's like an exceptional Mario game. I think yeah. it's... It's really good, what we've- but... Yeah, I think it's exactly what we've come to expect from like a new Mario platformer. But like, it's not the way other games have recontextualized the genre. Like, I don't think it does. It's no Mario three D World. It's not. (laughs) It's not. Um, it's not. It's not any of these games, you know. Yeah. Not any of these. So I, I um. Frankly, I kind of hope that Baldur's Gate 3 wins because that's, like Me you too. said, Seth, that's a very different game. I haven't played it yet. I do want to try it at some point, but it's very different. You know, everybody's talking about it. I frankly feel like it deserves it. But my pick, as I discussed earlier, is Alan Wake for sure of this list. So, George, what's your pick? My pick is Baldur's Gate 3. And again, I haven't played it either, but just based on the conversation around it and all the crazy stories I've heard about people just like the same way they talked about Breath of the Wild were like, I just wanted to see if I could do this thing and they were able to do it. But it sounds like with 
Breath of the Wild that was like physics curiosity, just like wondering if the game engine can compensate for it. This is like, I wonder if I could romance this character so I could, you know, get some money from them. And then like you end up taking over the inn they run and that becomes like a steady source of income. And then you burn it down. Like, it's just like all this crazy shit that just happens in the game where it's not even like, oh, I wonder if if I launch this barrel, will this happen? It's like, no, dude, like you can like fucking ruin people's lives <laughs> with your words yeah. <laughs> with this game, which sounds pretty astonishing. Dude, and I uh, just, I just recently found out in Baldur's Gate three that there is a companion that you can get in this game or kill her. And there is a way to kill her, finish the quest, go back, resurrect her body headless and continue the game with her as a party member. That's insane. Pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> so, no. I think the two games, I think Austin, you mentioned them earlier, like the two games that probably should be on this list, and I think we're in agreement that like you could probably sub out Resident Evil 4 and Super Mario Wonder, but it should be Final Fantasy 16 and Starfield, right? I would I think so. so. Yeah, those Final would Fantasy probably 16 be the top. deserve to be on there. Yes, I agree. Have either of you touched any of Starfield? No. Haven't played it. It's just not, not a, a big really, Bethesda guy, personally. It's a really confusing Bethesda game because this is the first time where I've cared about the main quest more than the side quest. The only time that's ever happened to me. Like in Oblivion, I don't give a shit about closing the gates. In Skyrim, I don't give a shit about the dragons or the Civil War. I give a shit about everything else. Yeah. And then here, like it's just it's such like a compelling mystery about what's going on. Everybody says that. Everybody says the main story is excellent. So at some point, I'd love to play it. But we should have, uh, we need to have my buddy Fabio on because I think he said he beat that game five times. Like he, he did oh, every, everything in the game. I think he's oh. like two achievements away from having everything unlocked. So if you guys are down for a guest for game of game of the year, let's do it. Yeah. Real quick before we wrap everything up, what did you guys think of, uh, the N7 Day Mass Effect 4 teaser. The second teaser we've gotten. Thought it was awesome until they said yep. not going to come out till 2029. <laughs> nice. What year, what year is it right now? It's 2023, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked. That's <laughs> <It's> pretty fucked. <laughs> uh, and the dude, this isn't even the first time they've teased it. They teased it like two years ago, right? Like, they, they, there was that shot of them on. Um, like like in space, like Mass Effect is coming. I've got to. I've got to be honest. I don't. I'm not convinced that Bioware can do this anymore. And when I say this, I mean make a good game. Yep. So, I think they can. I just think I think there's too much pressure with the Mass Effect brand. Like I think yeah. if they were going to make a Mass Effect sequel, it should have come out two years after Mass Effect Three. I think everyone would have been way more forgiving of mass effect andromeda if it came out within two years of mass effect 3 and they're oh, like yeah. hey we're gonna keep keep a lot of the systems we're gonna change some stuff up but we're trying to build a new universe i think if they just said that caveat like people would have been way more open to the idea but it's the same thing with like, like we're never gonna get a half-life 3 right like i know we got alex which is a prequel but like even then like it was only done because it was vr and they wanted to you know test out the vive or whatever the fuck the the headset was but like we're never gonna get a half-life 3 we're, we're just never gonna get some games and I, I think we're getting a gta 6 announcement at yeah next game month I, yeah i think that's been alluded to but like same thing like elder scrolls 
six was teased two years ago. No, four. I was living in San Francisco when that game was teased. That was like 2019. Had to be four it was or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was when 76 was announced. Yeah. So like that, like that game is still five years away, six years away. Right. Like, yeah. I understand that like technology is evolving and you want to release something that is cutting edge, something that is incredibly impressive. And like, that's the problem with Mass Effect while on top of living up to the highest steam of the previous releases. But at the second time, like, dude, not everything has to be a home run. Like you could hit a double. <laughs> like it's, it's okay just to get on base. Like that's, that's fine too. I'll be honest. I think if Dreadwolf comes out and it flops, Bioware, Bioware. gets the ax. And that's that's gonna my be honest. Opinion. Forgot they were working on that too. <laughs> that's their next game. Aspect's not even their next game. Dreadwolf. What what is Dreadwolf? Ma- uh, Dragon Age. Oh, fuck! That was announced like two years ago, right? That was announced like ten years ago, buddy. <laughs> no, well, there was a teaser for something. I remember I was at my dad's house. So that was twenty twenty. So I bought my house in twenty twenty one. Dude, Dragon Dragon Age. This? Inquisition ends on a cliffhanger and oh. they leaked they leaked that Dreadwolf was being worked on like at least six years ago and like someone Dude, took a screenshot of a press release. Seth is right. They announced Dragon Quest or Dragon Age 4 at the time at the Game Awards in December 2018. Yeah, it's all right, and, okay, so since Dragon Age Inquisition, they've done Anthem and they've done Mass Effect Andromeda. Have they done anything else? Probably something because they switched because they were no longer like it was Bioware Austin or Bioware Texas, whatever it was. Like, so they're no longer doing the old Republic shit. No. What are they? What are they? What are they? The only thing here? that you could maybe throw into the loop is the remasters of the Mass Effect trilogy, but like that's it. Did they do that? Well, Dreadwolf's been in development hell. It was originally Dreadwolf was originally going to be a live service game, and apparently they scrapped that. That's what and, I just read. Like remaking it, so yeah, they started development. That's what I wanted in my Dragon Age game: live service. They Anthem and came out, and they were like, "Oh, idiots! Oh, I Anthem! I oh looking, no!" I was looking at like my PlayStation. Like, if you look at your PlayStation profile on PS5, it'll tell you how much time you've put into games. And I put sixty hours into Dragon Age Inquisition, and I do not remember a single second of it. And like, I got thirty (laughs) percent of the trophies. I could not tell you what happened. I remember it was kind of like, kind of like Oblivion, where you had to like shut shit down. And I remember fighting bosses, and there was like one tape, like the war table, where you could go and like send people out on missions. And I remember being so mad that like there was no instant gratification for that. Meanwhile, I just did that in Far Cry Six, and they had this thing called the Banditos board, and it was like, oh, you need to do five of these to uh, to get the trophy. I was like, okay, cool. This one takes ten minutes, and I did that, and then did some shit. They're like, cool. The next one takes five hours. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. I have to just like yeah. press a button and then wait five hours to press another button. Go fuck Real yourself. Real world timers are terrible. Who I don't know who designed that. That that, that is a, such a bad decision. It's fine on a phone, I think, because like I don't think of it primarily. Or Animal as a Crossing. Game. Yeah, like I don't think of it primarily as like a gaming device. My phone, you know, we're like, oh, like I'll do this, check in, then like I'll go to bed or whatever. But like when it's a fucking console and like I sit down, I have so little time to game that like when I sit down and I'm ready to game and then they tell me to wait six hours before I could do part two of a six part thing. I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. This is not smart. I don't know why you did this. But it wasn't for a good reason. 
Well, the other thing with the War Table and Dragon Age Inquisition was that um, it had really significant plot and world building elements to it, and it made you sit through a, a real world timer to get those. And that that sucks. Uh, unconscionable. Don't, don't do that, developers. I know a lot of you are listening to this podcast. Don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> I'm 33 you, and very tired. You mentioning the uh, play clock on the PlayStation like list of games or whatever made me uh, think of the other day I was scrolling through mine and I was just looking because the one nice thing about it is is it's retroactive. Now that the PS5 has been out, it still shows what you played on PS4, like you said, with with Dragon Age. And so I was scrolling through. Most of them looked as I expected. Then I get to Watch Dogs, which like I played maybe a couple missions of and was like, no, this game's not for me. And I look at it and it says I've played 400 and something hours. And I'm like, this is not right. This is not right. So I don't know if I left my PlayStation on for like two weeks or something. I have no idea. Sounds like, <laughs> like, sounds like it might have. Yeah. Biggest Watch Dogs fan. Well, because I left, I saw I have like 940 hours in the first Destiny game. And I'm like, okay, how much of that was just me in orbit? Yeah. Waiting for something. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up episode 140 of the Frameskip podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sitting here and listening to us. Remember, the stash brings the cash. You can find us. And the ass. You can find us every week on podbean.frameskip.com. Absolutely not. Frameskip.podbean.com. Or that's our, that's you a, don't that's even have podcast. to do that. You can just find us on on whatever podcast service. Podcatcher of choice. Yeah. Um, and uh, go ahead and uh, leave us a nice review if you can. We'd appreciate it. I'll personally come give you a back rub. Maybe a little more than that. So whether you asked me to or not um a nice and big old steak you can you can follow well us on twitter oh yeah big old steak you can follow us on twitter at i'm at set the 90s kid don't follow me austin is at austin jeller george is at shortbox summary follow him follow him in, re- in his comic book follow him I'll, re- I'll release a new episode this year i promise and you're gonna listen to it whether you like to or not my job is like a lot of it's really intensive. Like, oh, our busiest time of year is Black Friday and holidays. And I don't know if you guys know this. That's like right now. So I've just been working a lot and haven't actually had time to finish an episode of Shortbox Summer. But I think I'm going to do a new format where I don't spend hours writing a script and then recording it. I think I'm just going to do be more free flow in the conversation. George, now that, it, now that I've got my Marvel Unlimited back, I'd love to be on an episode about whatever you want me to be on. If you just task me with reading something, I'll I'll send you the list of upcoming shit, and I'll I'll see what you're interested in. Let's do it. All right. Well, on that note, why don't you guys go have a good Tuesday night? Go have a good Wednesday morning as well. Think think of me. Or Wednesday evening, Thursday yeah. morning. But, but fuck your Friday. Fuck your Friday right in the fuck face. Fuck your Friday. All right. Well, dudes, what? See you later. Godspeed. Godspeed.